episode of the super awkward fun cast with me your hostess with the mostest l latham so started off this thing waiting for the helicopter to go away outside in this dystopian hellscape that is hollywood california i don't know if it will be returning a lot's been going on in Hollywood lately. This week has been, this past week has been a doozy. I mean, you may have heard about the Lady Gaga situation with the dogs. So first, this is the 41st episode. Didn't think I'd get this far, but thank you so much for listening. And <clears throat> it's weird doing a podcast after the apocalypse, but we're going to keep on trucking. If you're joining me for the first time, hello, thank you so much for listening. If you're joining me for like the 50th time, which is impossible, well, maybe it isn't actually because I have done a lot of special episodes and that might be confusing to you, but thank you for joining me anyways. And this week, again, in Hollywood has been crazy. I was there like down the street. I live very close. I'm not going to say how close to where these dogs, these French bulldogs were snatched. And on that night, we didn't really know anything about Lady Gaga being involved in Hollywood, but there was a citizen video and such. And I watched, I've been watching a lot of citizen videos. Shout out to citizen app. Um, only on desktop. Nope. Not using it on my phone. Not using barely any apps on my phone at this point um, in time. Anywho, there were a lot of videos. So I watched them. And yeah, dog napping. So that happened. Apparently it had happened twice previously this month. Once in San Francisco. Somewhere else as well. I'll link below in the show notes. Uh, so apparently French Bulldogs are really expensive and really lucrative. There's a market for them right now. So anyway, there was a dog napping, Sierra, Boni Sierra Bonita Avenue and somewhere else. And the dog walker was shot four times in the chest. He's still alive. I'm not going to say his name. But anyway, I just want to keep it as broad as possible. So he got shot four times in the chest by apparently two black males. These assailants were still on the loose last time I checked. Because Lady Gaga put out a statement, as you have probably been privy to, that she would have no questions asked about these two dogs that she loves so dearly being returned to her for 500 grand. And a lot of people were speculating online, as they do, that she doesn't care about the dog walker or she really cares about him, but she's trying to work with the police and blah, blah, blah. So there's just a whole lot of hoopla over that. 
So we'll see what happens with that dog walker. I guess he he recovered. He made a recovery. So that's good. But no word on those attempted killers. I don't know what this is about, but like there was literally another citizen video last night. This is weird. This is exclusive. Okay. And I don't know what the deal is because there is one citizen video of a citizen user who says, who claims that there was another dog napping, another attempted dog napping at a dispensary, I believe, um, well, let's say in, in West Hollywood. That's, that's where this was. And he was explaining it to the person who was recording the video of the event of these gentlemen getting arrested at this dispensary, marijuana dispensary. And for some reason, right after that video went live and was like recorded and, and posted, I couldn't find that video again. I couldn't find that event again. It was just police activity from the get-go. So I don't know what happened with that, but I do remember it happening. So I don't know if it was confirmed to be a dog napping or what but it was a French bulldog situation again. So I don't know what's going on with the French bulldogs, but don't take your French bulldog out on a walk. Just let it pee on the carpet and you know, you'll, you'll leave with your life. Um, having not left the house, maybe this is another way to keep us shut in. I don't know. <sighs> don't take your dogs out for walks. You'll be danger. You'll be in danger. Oh my gosh. And then like shootings every fucking day in Hollywood down the street from me. <laughs> And then I go on a walk two hours later at that part of the city. And I was like, wow, okay. So I'm trying very hard to, to make it work here. But Hollywood is making it very difficult for all of us. And in my building, for some reason, this I want to call him a vagabond because I'm trying to be, bring vagabond back. So a vagabond came into our uh, gate at some point and started yelling. So he's just like yelling and yelling and yelling into the night, into the morning. And I hear him yelling at 4.30 a.m. And I was just like struck by it. And I already have insomnia, so that was just not a fun experience to really be scared out of my depths. But... The funny thing is that I've also been having a lot of dreams where they've been very intrusive. Like people have gotten into my dreams and gotten into my house within the dream. So I've had intruders in my dreams and I don't want that to happen in real life. So I've been scared. Um, and it doesn't help that, well, it does help that I'm on the third level. That's a good thing. But it also doesn't help that my balcony door is not completely latched, so to speak. Um, but that got remedied a little bit, but it still like moves a little bit too much. I don't know how to explain it, but it just doesn't close. It latches, but it doesn't close all the way. It, it'll be latched, but you can still open it, if that makes sense. I don't know. But there's that. In other news... There was a stabbing on Santa Monica Boulevard. That was fun. Vehicular incidents, vehicle crashes and stuff all throughout West Hollywood. But I'm still doing my walks. 
I went walking yesterday down Hollywood Boulevard and tried my best to survey all of what was going on. I do that from time to time to see how many restaurants are being frequented and all of that. And there's a lot of outside business going on. A lot of people outside eating food. And um, I'm glad we're doing that again. I guess that's one thing good about Gavin. I mean, Gavin is the worst, right? But like, he's not as bad as Andrew Cuomo because he is a literal murderer. <laughs> and now he's gotten me too on top of that. So it'll be a just a, a short amount of time until he goes and resigns if he has the balls to. I mean, I don't know. He's a very mobby kind of guy. So I don't know if he's like gonna leave so easily. I don't know what the deal is with that guy in New York. But he's ruined New York. I don't even want to go back to New York. Like, I used to visit every once in a while. I couldn't see me going there. I mean, the plane would suck. Just suck so much. Yeah, it's like five hours or whatever. That's fine. But like, five hours in a mask. And I, or a face cut. They make you wear a mask. They would not let you get on with a bandana or some shit. So... Yeah, you'd have to wear a mask, and I'm never, as I've said so many times on this show, I'm never wearing a face mask. It's just not going to happen. People can keep waiting for it to happen and hoping for it to happen. It will not happen, because I'm sure everybody's concerned about what Elle's doing. Yeah, okay. Anyway, seeing some movies lately, or I'm going to be for the SAG Awards... And the nominees are very unappetizing, but there's some good stuff in there. And I think I really kind of like The Queen's Gambit there, I'll say that, because I started watching it at episode three and then four to judge the performance of Anya Taylor-Joy. And I was pretty impressed. And I think, like, Thomas... Why don't I ever remember his name? The guy from Love Actually, the kid... He does a really decent American accent in that show. As a Brit, I enjoyed it. And I think he's got a good performance in there. He's not in there enough to really be noticed too much, but it's pretty cool. Then there's like some shit that I'm not looking forward to watching. So I'll get to that pretty soon. And I have to get finished by March 12th or something before the ceremony in April, which is going to suck balls. I probably won't even watch it. I don't know. I guess I have to because I'm, I'm, I'm involved. But, I mean, this was one of those years where I just didn't even care to, to pay dues. I mean, it was just like, what's the point? What am I paying for? At this point, it's like, back in the day, I would see screenings and stuff. I'd be invited to screenings and I'd go in person, oh my gosh, in a theater and watch things. And now that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> Everything's got to be virtual. I'm not doing virtual anything. It's just not my jam. Everyone else can do whatever they want, but I am not going to participate in that. 
And then, uh, other news. I think the biggest news of this week end is the fact that Biden, President Biden, I'm never going to get used to saying that, authorized, uh, allegedly, according to the Pentagon, a strike, an airstrike in Syria on Iranian-backed militia okay, um, on the border in eastern Syria. And that happened before we got our stimulus checks, which we still don't have, which has just been approved by the House as of last, this morning, actually, this early, early morning on the East Coast in D.C. So then, along with that, we get all of this funding for COVID vaccines. And none of these COVID vaccines even prevent COVID-19. They say, like, they'll prevent this many, like, serious illnesses and stuff. Yeah, so will building up a good immune system. And so will eating health, healthy and, and exercising on a, on a regular basis. And just being overall cautious of what you put in your mouth <laughs> will help you to not get diseases. These diseases don't just come out of nowhere. They happen because of behaviors. So let's forget about that and just have one shot of Johnson and Johnson. Get this, Johnson and Johnson, which shouldn't even exist anymore. I'm gonna leave a laundry list of all of the lawsuits they are currently dealing with from the last couple of years. I'll leave that in the show notes and I'll let you look at it when you want. But to, to be specific, like that's one of the worst big pharma companies to exist. And it still is getting good press and everything. It's like, y'all just gave people cancer. Like what the fuck? Or may have, oh. But, like, the studies haven't shown whether it was actually given to them. Whatever, I don't care. But, like, semantics. But, you know, they've put shit in their products, like asbestos, that does not help anyone. And they had known about it for decades. Decades. Going back decades. And that's just unacceptable. Except it's acceptable by the FDA, because the FDA's on the take, let's be honest. And they will authorize any emergency use of any of these vaccines, no matter how shitty they are. You can hear maybe a siren in the background. That's the police. But that's LA for you. So just, I've, t I've said so many times, these vaccines are just not it. They're not, they're, it's a, once again, the government creates a problem and foreshadows creating that problem for years and years and years, as we've seen with the Event 201, Crimson Contagion, and Dark Winter. Shout out to Joe Biden for using that in his little campaign speeches. But, you know, now the COVID cases are going down. 
like or deaths I can't. I think the deaths are going down but the cases are not like skyrocketing anymore like it's not as dire a situation as it was before he was president and I'm sure that's not related at all I'd be a conspiracy theorist to suggest such a thing and I would never do that that's just not who I am in my heart and soul I would never say anything bad about President Biden. He is my my savior. <laughs> Joseph is my savior. Um, then, you know, another thing that happens is he takes his masks, mask off all the time in buildings that he's not, a, he's not, that he's like signed an executive order that you should have to have a mask on in a building, yet it does not apply to him, and he does not wear one in his little his little uh, press conferences and stuff. And then I'm really like not even getting back to the bombing because like I think I told you that he was not going to stop bombing brown people. Like that's never going to stop happening, and um, it continues. Because the war machine is always chugging along. And now they're democratic bombs, so they're a lot safer and a lot uh, more appropriate. And at least he didn't tweet about it first. Actual journalists, well, people who call themselves journalists, said this. Along with, like, democratic Twitter accounts, just random people. Who would say it? It was actually people like Amy Siskind who were saying this shit and then deleted it. But it's preserved on the Wayback Machine. So you can still read that tweet, which is insane. It is insane that people could be more concerned about tweeting hateful things rather than bombing people. Like that we live in a world where it's acceptable to bomb people no matter who the fuck they are i don't care who they are and especially if they're like anti-isis people working against isis which is a no-go right because the u.s created isis but you know to have that be the rhetoric from any party is just not acceptable it's not acceptable that it's okay, and this was a precedent way back when, but President Trump also did it, where he struck Syria after the bogus gas attack in Duma, which has been proven to be not what it was by whistleblowers within the OC, OPCW. So looking at that, looking back at that, like there's so many cases where it's like people are like, oh, Trump never took us to war and he never did anything aggressive like that. Well, yeah, he did, though. He, You're being, you're just wrong because you want the other side to be the bad guy. But you're, you're just as much of the bad guy on your, on that side because he did that a few times. <laughs> He struck Syria a few times, and he also fucked over Yemen even more, 
And when the Congress said, hey, could we stop funding Saudi Arabia's genocide of Yemen in Yemen? He was like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to keep doing that. <laughs> and now this other one's cozying up to the king in Saudi Arabia. The king or the prince? The prince. Saul, whatever his name is. <laughs> that guy who was in bad health and all of the bots came out to play on Twitter in that little Arab Arabic hashtag about it. Telling him to get better. Get well. <laughs> get well soon. Prince Ben Salam. What is his name? I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Prince. Saudi Prince. Let me just look up Saudi Prince. I don't want to get it wrong. Saudi Prince. You know, the one who claimed that he is not responsible for Jamal Khashoggi's death at all. And anyone suggesting that is wrong. So Mohammed bin Salman. Salman. Bin Salman. Then we got Benjamin Netanyahu from Israel who has still not started his corruption trial. He delayed it for COVID reasons. And he has still not seen court yet. <laughs> and yet he gets to make all these moves and meet with world leaders and stuff and act like nothing's going on. Different rules for certain world leaders than for others, like the persona non grata that is President Trump, former President Trump now, who no matter what he does, is going to be criticized and assumed to be an insurrectionist. <laughs> and he was impeached twice, and they failed. They literally failed to actually impeach him twice. And so now he's going to be even more of an issue in 2024, is what a lot of people are saying. But he's already done what he was supposed to do. And Q has done what it's supposed to do, is still doing what it's supposed to do. And everyone's divided and everything sucks. And Biden bombs Syria. And New York Times, this is my favorite. They just like talked to Pentagon. They were like, give us your press release. And they just put it out there as if it was all true. I had to argue with someone on Twitter, not argue, but like explain to someone on Twitter that that was not an accurate article. But I had to do it where I, I, I had to like look at the actual facts of the situation and explain what was happening in a way that they could understand without looking at the propaganda side of it or pointing out the propaganda, which is very difficult. Because when you're listening to the Pentagon, I mean, a lot of people believe the Pentagon, I found out. <laughs> and I don't about anything. Because they've lied so many times over the last few decades about numbers of people, civilians murdered in their drone strikes and such. And um, 
amounts of soldiers that die and this and that and the other. So the, a lot of people were saying this is like self-defense or whatever, in defense of um, Iraq, I suppose, and the U.S., or Iraq's involved. And they're, they're going after this militia and trying to retaliate, I guess. But the thing is that the U.S. was never invited to Syria. They just came, like they do, and fucked everything up. So no matter how bad Assad is, and it's still debatable how bad he is, because there's so much anti-Assad rhetoric and pro-Assad rhetoric that it's hard to figure out where he actually lands on those uh, issues. But no matter what, like the U.S. should not be in the sovereign country. They should not be in Iraq. They should not be in any of these places where they've got so many bases. Like if you go anywhere, you'll see a U.S. base, air base, or uh, military base. Um, so to say, oh, they attacked our, our base and all of this stuff, like, that's excuses. This is, is excusing these unexcusable, inexcusable, goodness, actions by the U.S. government that continue under Republican and Democratic regimes. I like to say regime instead of administration because they like to say that about all these other countries like in the Middle East. I'm going to say it about them because they're no different. Um, I, there's also a story about the Congress wanted to keep Biden from accessing nuclear codes, which is funny. I agree. He is a corpse. He should not be in charge of most things. I agree with that. Um, I was going to say something else. It's hard to keep on track when I'm like going off the dome by myself. I need to get a, a guest on the next episode, I feel like. That would be better. But I want people to like actually be in person. Because I don't like the idea of just talking on the phone on my podcast. Doesn't feel right. I've tried it a couple of times and it's just not... A few times. Goodness. And I did not enjoy it very much. And it doesn't sound great either. Um, but yeah, so... I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, it's um, unauthorized bombing of countries, of people in countries, whatever, by the Congress. The Congress does not get to decide if we can go to war anymore. That was a precedent set by the Bush regime and has continued. There was a vote on the floor about that reauthorization I forgot what it was called. I'll find it later. But authorization act where, you know, they were debating it, having it like thrown out and going back to where you had to have Congress to go to war. 
but then they decided, no, it's okay, it's cool. So then we kept doing that. So I am of the mind, and so is Joe Biden, according to his Twitter, that we should have informed consent by the public before we go engaging in drone strikes overseas on behalf of someone, some other country. Or at all, basically. But you shouldn't just get to airstrike whenever you want. That's insane. I'm trying to find the name of that act. <laughs> Is it part of the um, Patriot Act, I think? Authorization for use of military force. The AUMF. That's what I was That's what I was uh, referring to. So now, whatever pre whichever president we have, whichever side, they can just decide to bomb wherever they want to bomb. They don't even have to say anything. They can just do it. There's no war crimes anymore for that. Like inter, what is it? Um, violating international law is not a crime anymore. And you know what? If you make enough war crimes, if you get enough of those under your belt as a president, eventually you'll get a podcast. So that's pretty cool. Or you get to do a podcast episode on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify. Employing war criminals. Good job. Hillary Clinton. War criminal adjacent Michelle Obama. And the wonderful mother of, father of war criminals. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> Recently, anyway. He's like really, really good at war crimes. And good at getting people to accept them and not make any kind of ruffle, ruffle any feathers about it or concern themselves about it or, you know, do any protests about it. <clears throat> also known as the deporter-in-chief, so that's cool. Speaking of deportation, <clears throat> since I brought it up, um, ICE still exists. They have not been abolished. And the kids are still in cages. So there's that. <clears throat> you thought that was going to end with Biden as president? No. Nothing ever ends unless you make it end. You gotta get out in the streets and fight back against the establishment. Because the establishment is not, not going to fight for you. You have to fight for yourself. You have to fight for your rights. And we can't just be complacent and let things happen. Like we've let all these lockdowns happen. We've let all of these ridiculous mask mandates happen. Which are not even... They're, they're in violation of the U.S. Constitution, for sure. And you they're not laws. Like... And, like, people turning on each other like they are doing and the spying that's happening from the U.S. government and the world government and the world government implementing vaccine passports pretty soon in 
and digital ID in certain countries. I'll link to that below. So everything's just going to shit. And we shouldn't stand for it. And I've told you guys that before. But people keep letting shit happen. Letting themselves get fucked over by the U.S. government and the world government in general. And Klaus Schwab keeps, you know, rubbing it in people's faces how much power he has over them. And Bill Gates. Fucking Bill Gates. Let's talk about Bill Gates a second. Oh my gosh. He came out against Bitcoin because Bitcoin was doing Game Busters recently. Doing really well. Being worth a lot. I don't know what, what it's worth now, but it was worth a lot for a while. Like the most that it's been worth. As much as digital money can be worth. And he came out and he was like against Bitcoin and he said, and I'll link that below too. Um, he said that there was a chance of criminal activity and money laundering. So I went ahead and dug up this article that I've read a million times about his relationship with MIT through Jeffrey Epstein and him funneling money, $2 million, or trying to funnel $2 million. I think he did end up doing that. Uh, to MIT's Media Lab under the direction of at the direction of Jeffrey Epstein. So he knew and this was in 2014. So he knew Jeffrey Epstein after the conviction and that's when he got into a relationship with him but then started saying oh we're not friends whatever we're it's not even business related we were just he was looking at me as like somebody to work with but then that didn't happen yeah 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 then there's like a picture of him with like another guy from his organization his bill and melinda gates place and some other dudes and he's wearing like socks he has socks on in his company so he was comfortable enough to take off his shoes in front of the guy so what else has he been up to with that guy and is that guy still alive i mean there's so much speculation there i'll put it out there again i don't fucking care i mean he could still be alive on an island somewhere some people say tel aviv okay i don't know about tel aviv but there was a dude who was doing like, I mean, I assume he's a dude. I shouldn't assume his gender, sorry. Uh, there was a, an account on YouTube, Rusty Shackelford, based on the character from King of the Hill. And he would like fly little drones out on the island, you know, the little St. James, where the temple was. And we'd go in the temple, and he would go into this building and that building. He was there. They were there, sorry. They were there during the raid, the FBI raid, which looked super suspicious with them, like, taking all of this information, all of the computers and stuff. And it just seemed like they were cleaning everything, honestly. That's what it seemed like. And they even put, like, in one of the videos, they put a cardboard on the window so his drone their drone couldn't like sneak in or get any peeks that was super suspicious like 
I mean, I guess you could say, you know, it's an, an, an FBI investigation and they don't want anyone to see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the best thing for the FBI, which is so not easily trustworthy at all, is to be as transparent as possible, especially when they were the ones behind him getting off earlier through the sweetheart deal with uh, Acosta. And now Galen Maxwell, if you've heard about the latest news with her, in 2016, I said sex, 16, she, she allegedly met with, he alleges, Ira Rosen alleges that she met with him about, um, I don't know what it's about. He, they just met, and he said that he wanted the tapes on Trump. And she said, if I give you the, tra- the tapes on Trump, you got to do Clinton. I understand. I'm, I'm the daughter of a press baron and everything. So there was that whole situation that he detailed in his recent book, Ticking Clock, which is about the behind the scenes of the 60 Minutes. So this dude was going to get this information in 2016. She said, oh, no, Hillary's okay. She's going to win. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, of course, she's a Hillary supporter because she was at the wedding of Chelsea Clinton. So for whatever reason. Nobody ever asked that question, but she was there. You can see her in the pictures. She wasn't very far from the bride either. And Bill. So this dude also claims, Ira Rosen, in this book, that he just, you know, he got propositioned by her and he turned her down to go hang out with his dog. Like, I'll link that too because it's insane. And he said that that he thought about it for a second. Like, ooh, I really want the story and I want the goods. And he said, I'll follow the story wherever it goes, even if Clinton's involved. Mm Mm-hmm. But who knows how many other people were involved. And that's why maybe we haven't heard about this until now. And maybe this is just a planted story to get us wondering, you know, about the tapes and everything. Because there definitely are tapes. Because there were uh, sightings of CCTV at the um, New York Manhattan, I believe, um, house, mansion of Jeffrey's from... um, Maria Farmer, who alleged that she saw some stuff. And then we also know that there was a link to Leslie Wexner, who still is away, like around and able to like walk around wherever he wants. It's insane. Um, nobody's arresting him. They did, they did kill off that guy who was connected to Larry Nassar. But no go on the Jeffrey Epstein associates yet. And the co-conspirators are still at large. They're still there, out there in the universe. And nothing happens. And nothing's really going anywhere with the Gill and Maxwell case. Sealed up files, files that won't be seen. Are we ever going to see anything that has actual evidence in it? Probably not. So, that's what's happening there. After the bomb 
bombing of in Syria after the airstrikes in Syria. Biden had a video op with a black girl, a young black girl, whom he proceeded to hug, ignoring the social distancing requirements that he had been so adamant about implementing, and continued to speak with her on camera. And I guess that's supposed to be the spin, that, that, that's supposed to make it okay that he bombed 17 or more people. I think it was like 20-something people now. Um, and again, we don't know these people. We don't know enough information about the situation to know if they're actually terrorists or what have you. But they're definitely people, and they're definitely dead. Well, probably, most likely dead. They were striked. Struck. They were struck by air. Drones. Let's see what the latest is. Yeah, they mentioned the um, AUMF. I could have just gone to Twitter and gotten that information. Great. Iraqi government denies involvement in U.S. airstrikes in Syria. That's what I was wondering. Okay, so that's good because in this press release in New York Times, the Pentagon guy was saying that Iraq helped out and that they were like complicit basically. He was like throwing them under the bus. And apparently that's not true. Or they say it's not true. According to Rudaw.net. I don't know that one, but um, this is from yesterday. Iraq denies involvement in U.S. airstrikes on Iran-backed militias in Syria. Let's read it, shall we? Okay, here's breaking news from Kurdistan. Herbal Kurdistan region. Iraq's Ministry of Defense has expressed its surprise <laughs> at a Pentagon statement saying Iraq provided the U.S. with intelligence before Washington un unleashed, launched airstrikes against Iranian-backed militias on the Iraq-Syria border on Thursday. And I'm reading this on Saturday, by the way. Um, the ministry denied its involvement in the airstrikes, saying that it was surprised by the statements of the U.S. Sec Secretary of Defense about the participation of Iraqi intelligence regarding an exchange of intelligence information with Iraq to target Syrian territories. The statement added that the ministry's cooperation, cooperation with the international coalition forces is limited to a specific goal, which is fighting ISIS, not combating mil militia groups linked to Iran. We're supposed to be fighting ISIS. You guys remember? Oh my gosh. But hey, Raytheon doesn't care what the reason is for the bombs. They just want some bombs, right? Also funny uh, situation that happened after the bombs. The Dow went way down. And so did GameStop, which was kind of going up beforehand. I'm not saying they're related. I'm just saying that's interesting. The U.S. Defense Department said it had carried out airstrikes at a Syria-Iraq border control point 
used by Iranian bat militias, destroying multiple facilities. The strikes came in response to recent attacks against American and coalition personnel in Iraq and to ongoing threats to those personnel, according to spokesperson John Kirby's statement. Well, he's a spokesperson. He's not supposed to tell the truth, right? Kirby said the location was used by Kataib Hezbollah and Kataib Saeed al-Shuhada, two armed Iraqi Shiite groups, part of the Popular Mobilization Forces, PMF, or Hasht al-Shabi, an umbrella network of paramilitary forces, some of which are backed by Iran. 22 militiamen were killed. There we go. There's the number, 22. I wanted to say 22, but I wasn't 100% sure yet of that total that was um, reported by the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights, which is a very iffy kind of organization and has had some um, falsities in the past, has said some false information in the past. So I didn't want to say exactly how many, but that's what they're they're claiming. So we'll just put that as, as like the... Disclaimer, you know, we don't know exactly how many because there's no transparency on this, but that's what happened, allegedly, according to them. So then it says, the Pentagon stated that the operation was carried out with intelligence from Baghdad, which helped determine the militia groups behind several rocket attacks targeting the U.S. presence in Iraq. We allowed and encouraged the Iraqis to investigate and develop intelligence for us. And that was very helpful for us in, to us in refining the target. Secretary of Defense Lloyd J. Austin, former um, Raytheon board member, said, It was a team effort between Iraq and the U.S. Very good work was done on the intelligence side by Iraq that helped lead to these successful strikes. But this is not unusual. There is a mission in Iraq based on invitation of our Iraqi partners, countering ISIS. Informing, sharing, information sharing is a routine process. So he just lied his ass off. And there's going to be no, um, there's not going to be any kind of follow up on this or any kind of like due diligence by the media because the media is involved and they, they don't care. They're just happy that the the bombs are democratic now. Several rockets were fired at Baghdad's green zone, home to foreign missions, including the U.S. Embassy, on Monday night. It followed a similar attack on Balad Air Base on Sunday, injuring one contractor, and a rocket attack on Erbil on February 8th, which left two people dead and a dozen injured. In recent months, several seemingly newly established groups have claimed responsibility for rocket attacks on Western diplomatic and security installations. A little-known militant group by the name of Saraya Alia Al-Dam, Guardians of Blood Brigades, claimed responsibility for the herbal attack. U.S. and Iraqi officials have told AFP but they believe such factions to be smokescreen entities for more prominent pro-Iran groups, including Kataib Hezbollah and Asaib al-Haq. Although Kataib Hezbollah 
denied involvement in the attacks, Austin said that the powerful pro-Iranian organization was behind them. We're confident in the target we went after. We know what we hit, he said. Okay. Earlier on Thursday, Iraqi Foreign Minister Fawad Fouad Hussein said in a televised interview that the rocket launchers are terrorists, not resistance fighters. There is no resistance in Iraq, as Iraq is, is a democratic state. The rocket launchers are not resistance, fighter, resistance fighters, but terrorists, and they are against the government and against the people, Hussein said. He noted that the Iraqi government started a strategic dialogue with the United States in June 2020, which resulted in the reduction of U.S. forces in Iraq to less than 250. 200? Less than 2,050. I wish 250. Katayib Hezbollah issued an official statement to Telegram condemning the U.S. attacks on its sites, considering Iraqi cooperation and involvement in this operation as treason. That's fun. What Americans said about the cooperation of the Iraqi security apparatus in providing intelligence information to enable the U.S. to target the sites of Iraqi forces defending their homeland, if this is proven, it is a dangerous admission of the treacherous role, it said on Friday. As we affirm the legitimate right of our Iraqi people to respond to this cowardly criminal operation in revenge for our martyrs, we call on the honorable people in the Iraqi parliament, parliament and political forces to take effective action to expel the American occupation forces and prosecute the traitors who collude with them, the statement added. Abu Wala Awaili, an official in the Said al-Shahada brigades that was targeted by the U.S. on Friday, said that the American aggression is expected as the resistance factions are fighting a war against the U.S. occupation, adding that we're that they were surprised by the Iraqi foreign minister's delirium about the resistance factions and his doubts about their role in defending the homeland. The Syrian foreign ministry also condemned the U.S. strikes. This aggression con contradicts international law and the United Nations Charter. It said warning the attack would have consequences. So yeah, you know, everything is going to go great now in the Iranian nuclear deal thing will go great too. Everything's just perfect right now. It's going to be amazing. I'm very excited about the future. I don't know about you guys. So that's our news for the day. Oh, that was breaking news. I don't know if it's breaking news. Actually, what day was this? Let me see. Yesterday. It was yesterday's news. Let's talk about something else. Oh yeah. Um, so Kanye West is divorcing Kim Kardashian. So I now finally have a chance with him. Yes. So excited. I am going to make so much money as his wife. I'm so excited about that. So some people would go after Kim. I'm going after him. That's He's the one I want. He's the mind I need. That's a genius right there. And if you don't see it, you're blind. So, that's fun. So Lady Gaga got her dogs back. I didn't even mention that. 
they, yeah, they got them returned. Did I mention that? I probably did. But I don't remember, so I'll say, yeah, they got, she got her dogs back. The guys are still on the loose. Hopefully they won't kill anybody. We'll see, I guess. LAPD doesn't seem to care. They don't care about a lot, so, like, sexual assault and black people, Latinos, Hispanics. Those are two different uh, regions. Um, and white people, sometimes. Don't see a lot of white people. But there's not a whole lot of white people anyway. There's a lot more Spanish-speaking people. Meanwhile, ISIS is still around, but that Iranian-backed militia of some of the part of it is something to be really concerned about right now. So I think we've made the right move there. And Yemen, you know, we can keep starving them. That's fine. And bombing them. That's fine. Keep it going. You know, why, why break anything? Why... Why get involved again? Like, just let it be. And, you know, send some more troops to Iraq and send some more troops to Syria and some more troops to um, Afghanistan, which we shouldn't even be in at all. But, you know, Democrats, yay. Blue team, red team, no team. I'm for the no team. I voted for Giant Meteor this year, this past year, for a reason. I'm never going to vote again after that. Oh my gosh, what a sham of an election that was. This this election was so obvious. And yet there's also so debates about that too. And then there's like the $1.3 billion like lawsuits from Dominion against certain individuals like the MyPillow guy and this other guy. The lawyer from Trump. Trump's lawyer. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to go. Because definitely Dominion is full of shit. And do interfere in elections. And do actually have a lot of issues with their programs. As I've said in the past, you know, voting machines are just all hackable. <laughs> honestly. And they're not to be trusted. And there were a lot of those utilized as well as the mail-in thing which also had its complications and I'm supposed to believe that not anybody who was radicalized one way or the other interfered with that election there's definitely going to be some voter fraud in there because yeah I said voter fraud because you know people were so one way or the other that they would think that they were doing their duty to not have this one person be president to do as much as they could to keep this one person from being president but as they say you know it's not the votes that counts it's the people who count the votes so keep that in mind um other news other news the gun debate is like nowhere now. Nobody cares about gun control right now. That's funny how that comes up when it's politically convenient. That and the Black Lives Matter movement being 
a headline is only when the U.S. government or world government really wants to divide us further. Because remember, that went global. That was fucking everywhere. The lockdown protests are everywhere too, but they don't get as much coverage. Oh, I saw like an ad for the NHS, not the NHS, the Home Office, UK Home Office on Twitter had this ad that was like out of the 90s saying, don't gather, don't go to a party, da-da-da-da, in your house. Or you, you know, just basically like an anti-piracy ad from the 90s. And it had the same font. And I was like, damn. It was the most hilarious propaganda. I'll share that. Because it's hilarious. Although it's sad because you get a laugh out of things. And you think, oh, this is a joke, right? And I, I really thought that when I was watching that. But it turns out, you know, unfortunately, that was an actual tweet. And that was an actual video that people spent money on in a serious way. I'm glad that helicopter business is over now. Damn, they're really, like, going after this shit. They have so many videos. I feel bad for everyone in the UK. It's not as bad here as it is in the UK. Like, that's something you can put in perspective. You can look at the situation and be like, it could be a lot worse, you know? National Crime Agency. NCA. Metropolitan Police. Oh, this is news from four days ago. Then we shut a part. We shut down a party at a barber's in West Croydon in the early hours of Saturday morning. Dozens of people in attendance were all reported for fines, including the event organizer. The COVID-19 rules are in place for a reason to keep us all safe. Please follow them, or get arrested. Oh, Metropolitan Police. Ugh. Wow. Great job arresting people for partying instead of killing other people. That's great. Uh. Insane. Insane. I would never think a year ago, over a year ago now, over a year ago, I would never think that it would be possible that people could be arrested for partying in their own home for having loud music and four or more people in their house that they would get arrested for that. That's insanity to me. It's like crazy. And then there are all of these things about child abuse and stuff. Well, that wouldn't be such an issue if you didn't lock people in their houses with their abusers. Now would it? I can't when they're like going after all of these issues which they fucking put in place. They've made this possible for people to get more abused and then for people to be more angry at their victims. I can't imagine like ugh, how awful this must be for people who are abused in the home to be stuck with their abusers like that. Ugh bothers me. Parties and gatherings like this baby shower should not be happening. Don't put your friends and family at risk. Stick to the rules. Stay home, save lives. How many lives have been sta saved by staying home in the UK, dumbass? 
How many lives have been lost? Let's count. Oh my gosh. We can find every adult here. Every single one of you. That's threats in the video. 200 pounds each because you're breaking the rules. This is insane. That's so fucking threatening. I'm so glad I don't live there. Like, you look at these other countries and you're like, how the fuck do people live there? And you really feel good about living in shit LA. I mean, it's not as bad as New York. It's not as bad as all these other places. Yeah, Florida's probably better in a way. But it sucks. It's ugly and it's gross. And I don't like it. I've only been there a couple of times. I can't say that. But I just don't like the South very much. Isn't it weird how that's... Well, that's not really weird that it's in the South. It's on the Southeast Coast, right? So, it's on the East Coast, but it's also down South. Everybody moved to Tejas uh, from L.A. Well, not everybody. I'm not there, but some podcasters and stuff. Also, they have that shitty-ass guy as that Prime Minister, Boris Johnson... People compared him to Trump, but I think he's worse. Trump does a lot of things, like, domestically, but he didn't, like, lock down everything. And he kind of left it up to the states, which ended up fucking a lot of people. But I don't think he had a lot of, like, say-so in any of that. Just, like, no puppet has a lot of say-so. So I guess I should say, like, that... Boris Johnson probably isn't the worst thing in the world. I don't think he's the worst thing in the world. I just think he's wrong-headed in a lot of his decisions. And he listens to the wrong people. And he's involved with the wrong people, like Gavi. Through Bill Gates. And let's not excuse Trump and his little video from Gavi as well. I already showed you guys that in the past. You can look down my list of episodes for that clip and you shall find it and if you don't I'll just leave it here anyway shit shit fuck it I'm gonna start doing a list of the things I'm leaving here because I am not gonna remember all of them and do you know how long it takes for me to put the links into the show notes it takes so fucking long it took like I think it was like a couple hours last time and it was like the most 20 something that I've ever put I don't think we'll have that many this time I hope not but yeah it's it's a bitch so yeah we're gonna wrap up the show pretty soon I am excited about one movie that I'm watching because I found it it's from 2016 I found it on eBay shout out to eBay I love eBay until they fuck everything up. But it's called Your Name, the movie, from Japan. And it's an anime, and it's a love story. And I was really interested in it when it first came out, but I could never get it. It was never available. And if it was available, it would be available in, like, English dubs. And I don't do dubs of anything. I like to keep it as natural as possible. I would rather read the damn movie than hear shitty uh, impersonations of Japanese people from Americans. 
it's just weird. I don't like watching a foreign film with English dubs. I never watched the dark show with English dubs, only with subtitles. So I got the Japanese Cantonese version for 13 something dollars. That was a pretty good deal. I'll be watching it soon. I guess I'll leave my review of it in the next episode or so. Uh, I literally forgot what I was going to look up later. Gabby. Yeah, 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 Gabby. So I'm going to put that on the list. Gabby video with Trump. At least we don't have Trump, right? You know, you can say that. We can go to brunch now and talk about all the bombs that are democratic and trans inclusive and Black Lives Matter supporting bombs. So that's very important. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I could say. Just the same shit I've said before. Please just don't, don't buy into this. The media is more untrustworthy than ever right now. And there are polls to suggest that as well from the public and their view of the media. And they are lying about so many things right now. And then there's the cracking down on speech from the YouTube, Google, and Twitter, and all of that. There's so much going on right now. There are so many things you're not allowed to say on certain platforms, even if they're true. The truth is not allowed because it could be misconstrued as not the truth. It could be misconstrued as a narrative that is not the narrative they want to push so they can twist it and make it seem like you are a part of the Q Anon people or you are a part of this sect of people, the no anti-maskers as they like to call them, as if that's a bad thing. Anti-vaxxers, like anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, it's the same shit. It's just division. It's just dividing people, putting them in categories and separating them from the rest. And showing them to be like conspiracy theorists. So they can't talk about this because they're going to radicalize this guy or that girl or whatever. And this person's going to believe this and they're going to share it. And then it's going to be false. And then there's going to be a whole thing. But this was all categorized. This was all talked about um, at length in the fourth, I believe, segment of Event 201. Where they discussed the internet's role in... Uh, combating misinformation about the virus that's totally not actually going to happen. Don't worry about it. But if people say that it came out of the lab, you know, we can, we can get rid of those people. We don't have to listen to them. And we can crack down here and we can crack down there. And Google will help us out and all of that shit. And now there's a helicopter fund. So this is shit that was all like foreshadowed. The most foreshadowing I've, I've ever seen for a major public event public health event ever like okay and I'll also share like this link to this video about the swine flu because that's important because there's a lot of interesting stuff there where they wasted all this money on vaccines and stuff and then they wasted all this money um for the H1N1 I believe and so I think I've shared that video but I'll share it again I guess um just get it back in there so you can see that 
and how even when Barack Obama was the president, they were lying about needing all these vaccines, and they just threw millions and millions of dollars worth of vaccines away. That's where that money went. And so the money that you want for paying the rent and everything, you know, that's going to have to wait until after there's some cities bombed in a country that you shouldn't be in, and um, also a vacation for the Congress because they work so hard. And also um, the election of, uh, not the election, the, um, the impeachment of uh, Donald Trump, which didn't really occur, which didn't go as planned, which was forfeited, as I recall, because there were no witnesses called by the Congress people. So that was fun. So that was all before you got your STEMI check, which you still don't have. You still don't have it because, you know, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute. It's going to go to the Senate. $1.9 trillion bill. Most of it going to vaccines, which don't do shit to prevent the disease it's supposed to prevent. And also is basically gene therapy with an mRNA vaccine. And a lot of them are double doses. And people have been known to have adverse effects, suffer adverse effects, but we're not allowed to talk about that. So there is all of that information out there in the universe. Shout out to Tim Dillon, by the way. He's one of my favorite comedians and podcasters. Y'all should check him out if you don't. I've been following him since he did Tim Dillon is going to hell, but he never did go to hell, and he was always right about a lot of things. Well, he wasn't always right. He was right about a lot of things, including the Jeffrey Epstein shit, and he was on that shit before anyone else. So, not before anyone else, because I was on it. Whatever. Other people were on it, but, like, he was, like, really on it, like, in a public way, and I really enjoy his view of certain things, but, um, yeah, he did, like, a video of... The wallet, based on this whole cryptocurrency thing. The Dogecoin and the GameStop and all that. And it was really funny. I really liked that uh, fake trailer that he did. So, shout out to him. Shout out to Netflix. Killing it with the Queen's Gambit so far. Probably going to fuck it up because it's Netflix. But we'll see. And then, um... No shout-outs to HBO. Oh, they they fired... Oh, I didn't even get to Gina Carano. So Gina Carano got fired. Did she pull a Roseanne? Because there's some information. I don't know how accurate it was that she was doing all kinds of shit before this and trying to get fired by Disney. Which is not HBO. It just reminded me of this Disney thing. Um, Disney Plus. For The Mandalorian, which I have to watch soon because it's nominated for something. But uh, the, she got fired specifically for referring to the Holocaust um, and trying to equate the way Germans used, turned people against each other to the way that the government does that with conservatives in regard to conservatives and then 
I don't think she even tweeted that. People were saying she tweeted it, but it looks like it was on Instagram. So then that happened, and then she lost her job because they were, like, so offended by her bringing up the Holocaust. When so many other people have made that point before her and after her that it's, like, not even that big a deal. But you can call everybody a, a Nazi all you want that harkens the Holocaust, but in a cool way, in a very acceptable way that people can conf conflate conservatives with Nazism. Every conservative you see is a Nazi. But if you say that the other way around, you're fired. So it was interesting. Then she had all, all this information about, she was like very anti-mask beforehand. I don't know if that was much before, but she had expressed herself in that way. So that was a no-go as well. Like, you're not allowed to do that. And then, you know, on the other side of things, you know, she also went after trans people and their bio pronouns, the pronouns in the bio thing. And she was just taking the piss, but people took it seriously and said that she was transphobic. She's like another JK Rowling to a lot of people, I guess who also, you know, has her issues and also was very woke before she had her issues. So let's be fair and say, like, it can always come back on you if you allow people to dictate to you what to say and what to do. And you do the same thing to others. That's going to come back and bite you in the ass later because free speech or no speech. That's 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 what it is. That's the spectrum as it is. Also, free Assange. I just had to mention that because, like, that's not happening anytime soon. But it would be nice if it did. And um, it's fucked up that war criminals can go on podcasts and he can't even, like, go outside. <laughs> so, that's fucked up. And he didn't really do anything that he was alleged to have done before that uh, charge of the conspiracy with the password and everything the computer conspiracy charge that he had which he had been indicted for the original you know charge of the um rape i guess allegation didn't really go anywhere so whatever happened happened so i don't know but i do know that people who expose war crimes should not be in prison and also um the fucking gitmo should be sh shut down and i believe that dude the president the current president biden had said before that he would close it down i'm like uh heard that before but okay um not happened yet um, ice is still open everything's fine everything's as it was before but the cages are prettier i guess the cages smell better and there's more space in the cages, so it's not as bad, right? So it's fine. Um, yeah, so yeah, Mandalorian, never saw it. Gonna watch that soon. Not excited about it. Don't care about Star Wars that much. Certainly don't care about Baby Yoda. Have no interest in that. Um, mostly because other people care about it. And then, so that's how I feel about Bridgerton as well, because that's nominated for Best Cast Ensemble, I guess, in a drama for SAG Awards and it's on Netflix and it's constantly in my face on Twitter. The Twitter is always telling me, hey, watch Bridgerton, Bridgerton. The more you tell me to watch something, the more I don't want to watch it. Except that didn't work with Parasite because I was so interested in Parasite. 
from Twitter that I was like, okay, let me check that out. So I looked at the cast and I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And um, I really love the director. And the director was the draw there, Bong Joon-ho. So I was like, okay, let's go. So then I watched it. Here comes another helicopter. So that and then sorry if I'm like not my best today. I mean, oh, it's hot right now. Like I don't have the air on. What was me? First world problems. But at least there's no bomb over my head. Like, you know, helicopters, yeah, they suck. They're annoying. And home uh, vagabonds outside, you know, yelling and stuff in the evening. That's, that's fine compared to, like, having bombs overhead, like in Syria and Yemen and all those other countries that are currently being bombed by the U.S. government, the Canadian government, the U.K. government. All these governments. But, like, mainly, you know, U.S. is in charge of everything. But, you know, there are other things about the U.S. that are really good. Um, as long as we can keep speech. I think it's very important. I was, was, what I was That's what I was saying before, was that there's free speech and no speech. There's no in-between. That was what I was trying to say before. So those who go after speech of somebody they don't like will eventually have to be stifled themselves because they'll say something someone else doesn't like. And then what do they do? Then they capitulate and then they're like, oh, okay, well, I won't say that anymore because I already fucked up and said that this person shouldn't speak. So now I guess I have to follow the my own rules, right? But yeah, that that's a thing that's happening in today's world, this post-apocalyptic hellscape that we live in now that is 2021 this was what we were warned about in the movies we were like no it's never gonna happen don't worry about it it's fine no you let it happen we let it happen that's the, the key to all of this is that you gotta admit your complicitness complicity in this situation you don't end up in a situation like this without doing something first without having contributed to it in some way the best kind of slave is the one that doesn't know they're a slave and that's what we are and we're going to be tech slaves soon we're going to be slaves to technology even more so than before because already we are when we look at our phones on a daily basis like 700 fucking times you know, get online and do all kinds of things. If they shut down the grid, we'd all be fucked. Then we have to talk to each other. And we're not allowed to do that, right? We could spit on each other and get COVID, right? So that's not allowed. That's how they've done it. They've, they've taken away every mode of co uh, communication that you can have, except the computer communication. But they can take that away just as quickly. They being the people in charge of the grid, like the people who are running the show. Whoever they are. I don't even know who they are. You don't know who they are. Nobody knows who they are. They're not Kissinger. They're not Klaus Schwab. They're not Bill Gates. These are just uh, spokespeople, spokesmen. There are some women involved. <laughs> but they are also just you know, useful idiots or puppets for the regime. 
the smoke and mirrors, mirrors. That is the US political dynamic and the world political dynamic that we have. None of this matters. Like you can look at any of these videos of these world leaders saying anything. None of it matters. None of it means anything. It's the actions that matter. What politicians say and what they do is very different. And it's constant and it's all the time. It's every single president we've had has said one thing in their, the campaign, in their campaign speeches and then later on they go and contradict it entirely. It took a few, I think it was a few months before um, Trump did the raid on Yemen. Let me make sure on that because I got the Yemen raid on Wikipedia here. Yemen raid. Nobody even cared about that. No one talked about it. Okay, I guess this isn't going to be easy to find. Oh, probably because I forgot the R. That was not helpful. I looked it up. Raid on Yakya. That's not it. <laughs> Yemen's civil war. 2014 under Barack Obama. Oh, there was an, another civil war in 1994. Such a cycle. Yikes. Anywho, that was 2017. Yeah, it was Yakla. Yakla? Yakla. Yakla Raid. I never heard it pronounced that way. Pronounced, said that way. The Yakla area of the Al-Baida governorate of central Yemen. Authorized by Donald Trump. The ostensible goal was to gather intelligence on Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, but also to target the group's leader, Qasim al-Rami. Al-Rami. The operation was the first high-level raid of the Trump regime, I want to say. U.S. Central Command Command was involved with the Special Operations Command, which oversees U.S. Special Forces operations and the CIA. Between 10 and 30 civilians, including Nawar al-Awlaki, the eight-year-old American daughter of the deceased alleged al-Qaeda preacher Anwar al-Awlaki, who was also the sister of the one that was killed by Obama's regime during his administration, his regime, were killed in the raid along with up to 14 Al-Qaeda fighters as well as American Navy SEAL William Owens. Well, that wasn't smart. Anyway, it was a bad, horrible event that had a lot of ramifications. It was literally at the end of the month of January 2017, just a few weeks after he was selected and installed and uh, inaugurated as president. So this is no different. I'm just showing you this to let you know that this has all happened before and it will keep on happening. And if we continue to fight back against the establishment, then we can 
change the world. But we have to do that together. We can't just be like spouting nonsense on Twitter all the time, like I do, like everybody else does, like we always do. We we just say what we disagree with, but we need to do it in person. We need to be vocal about it wherever we go. I think it's important that we stay together and we unify against the common enemy that is the state that is fucking oppressing all of us. So whether you're white, whether you're brown, whether you're Asian, whether you're Latino, um, whatever you are, um, Native American, then you know what? It's time to put aside differences in culture and all of that stuff and all the stupid shit that they keep bringing up all the time, our differences in political beliefs and religious ideology and all of that. Put it aside and stand up for yourself, fight back, and if you get arrested for having a party, say, fuck you, you can't arrest me. <laughs> like, that's not something you can arrest people for. So, um, just be safe out there, build up your immune system, have your vitamins and all of that, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, and I'll leave the links below. I'm gonna chill for a little while. I will upload this. Well, when I upload it, you'll hear it. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, and please do subscribe or comment. I would love to have some information exchanged between us, if possible, rather than feel like I'm screaming into the void or ranting into the void, um, which I constantly feel that way all the time. And it honestly just kind of feels like this thing is sometimes a, a time capsule that I can just go back to and be like, oh yeah, that's how I felt about this. That's how I felt about that. Have a great week. Bye.